No one man should have all that power. Rankings. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Today, the final Big 12 power rankings from this football season as we have concluded the pigskin for 2023 and enter into 2024. Before we get into it, I'm going to address the obvious. If you're watching on YouTube, my room is a mess. I just got a dog. Here's this little dog. Like This this thing's got all the shots and stuff. Dog's a strong word. It's a puppy. So I haven't slept in weeks, but I'm fired up. I'm wired up. I've had three bang energy drinks to bring you the final power rankings. Number one, the Texas Longhorns. I made the college football playoff. Can't argue with that. Number two, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State here. Now, I want to be very clear. Part of the power rankings, there's an aspect of this that is transfer portal, but the majority of it is if we played a game today, who would win? If we played a game right now between Oklahoma State and West Virginia, I, I think Oklahoma State wins. Between Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, Oklahoma State wins. To me, they sit at number two based on their bowl performance. Most of this is based on bowl performance. At three is West Virginia. Oklahoma State beat a better team in their bowl. You could argue that West Virginia beat a stronger team at the time the two played, but I'm going to go Oklahoma State at two and West Virginia at three cannot be scoffed at. They were the 14th ranked team in the Big 12 preseason. They finish at third in the Locked On Big 12 Power Rankings. Neil Brown and company will be very good next year. I'm going to have a way too early Big 12 Power Rankings tomorrow, and we're going to talk more West Virginia because they're going to be pretty high up. At number four, Kansas State. I actually had Kansas State at two, then three, then finished at four. The team they beat, NC State, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, wasn't the strongest opponent that a Big 12 team got a win against in the postseason. Uh, but Kansas State did it having been, again, I use the word loosely, ravaged by the transfer portal. A lot of that being positive attrition, but they did. They were missing a lot of pieces. They did have to put a, a put a, a stop gap in a lot of holes. I would have put Kansas State at four, though. That's where I fell. West Virginia, Oklahoma State had better bowl performances or be better teams or were better in the regular season. At five, Oklahoma. If Oklahoma played right now against Kansas State, Kansas State wins. At that bowl game that OU played in, they could have lost by a lot more. I do give them credit, though I don't have to, for playing as well as they did for a portion of the game against Arizona. But take the, the, the moments that mattered the most, the first quarter, the fourth quarter, and Arizona was right there all over OU. I've got them at fifth in my Big 12 final power rankings. At number six, Kansas. They allowed a lot of points to UNLV. The Kansas defense is, it wasn't great. They've got good returning pieces and it can be much improved this year. That's why I think they'll have a solid finish in the expansion Big 12 next season. As for these power rankings, I'm happy putting them at six. They feel like the median team of this league, the team that just, the, the median good team, right? they just sat there on that six range for most of the year, occasionally making it to four, sometimes falling to eight. Kansas at six feels pretty healthy. Texas Tech at seven. I'm honestly shocked Iowa State's not higher. They finished in the top four in my final Big 12 power rankings after the last week of the regular season, but what a terrible, terrible bowl loss for Iowa State. That's pushed them further down this list and puts Texas Tech at seven. So our top seven. Texas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas Tech. Now, I know that Oklahoma lost its bowl game and Texas Tech won its bowl game. However, if they played today in the current state of the two teams, 
I still think Oklahoma gets the win. Texas Tech had too many holes. I can't get over that last game against Texas. I, I'm not going to buy Texas Tech currently as of Wednesday, January 10th, the year of our Lord, 2024. At eight is Iowa State. Talk about a great season. Truly, I believe a great season because of the way that they came back at the end of the year. They could have been. They were like Oklahoma State light with the way they struggled early on and then found it down the stretch, beating Kansas State in that snow game. And then they crapped all over a really solid season in their bowl game with a loss to Memphis. I, I watched the Memphis game and thought, all right, they're kind of getting dominated a little bit, but I'm going to put some money on them on FanDuel, a live bet on Iowa State, and then put some more money and then some more money and then some more money. And obviously it didn't work out. Iowa State lost to Memphis, and now I land them at eight in my power rankings. Nine... UCF, another team that I think had the worst bowl loss this year. The way that it looked against Georgia Tech, where they had opportunities late, UCF did, uh, and were just hapless offensively. That sucked. Georgia Tech shut down UCF. Welcome to the Big 12. We can't have that. Gus Malzahn got shut down by Georgia Tech. Name me three Georgia Tech players, their head coach. I can't. I can't. Maybe you can. UCF got rolled. I don't want to say rolled, but B by double digits. They're at nine on my big tall power rankings. Those are the nine bowl teams. And the rest of it, let's clean it up. Number 10, TCU. Um, I guess they're gonna go with Josh Hoover. Uh, you know, they they've got the Haas kid, Haas Haney, who's coming in. He's pretty good. As far as if TCU took the field today against UCF, I don't know. I struggle with that. I still put UCF ahead of them. They went to a bowl game and TCU didn't. At number nine, at number nine, UCF, number 10, TCU. I feel comfortable with that. BYU at 11 for the way they got blown up by TCU. And you could argue there's a gap here. You could argue it's UCF and TCU are still pretty tight. And then based on the way that TCU played BYU, there's a fairly significant gap going from 10 to 11. BYU at 11. If they go with Ratzloff next year, they've got the Gary Bohannon competition to at least bring in and give Ratzloff a bit of a, a bit of a scare in the offseason if they, if they go with Jake. Them at 11, they've got a lot to figure out. Uh, they've got a lot to figure out. Run game coordinator, pass game coordinator situation with their offense is one that I am interested to see how it works because it did with Jeff Grimes. Does it work again? I don't know. Then defensively, BYU had some had some good performances early in the year, especially. It's a much improved defense that fell apart down the stretch. BYU, to me, outside the top 10 of the Big 12, and surprisingly so with the way they skid, the way they hit a skid late in the year. At number 12, Houston. Now, I told you that part of this is transfer portal oriented. I, I didn't put it exactly entirely in there, but how? where's the momentum of the team? We played today and you had a couple of your transfers out there. How well would you do it? You could argue the TCU should be much higher if you take all the transfer portal into account, but I just, I wanted to factor in a bit of momentum for some of these squads, Houston included. They lost their head coach. They fired their head coach, Dana Holgerson. They did the right thing. They did the competitive thing and moved on. And went with Willie Fritz, who's really good at coaching football, and he has honestly taken not just the portal, but also high school ranks by storm recruiting his butt off already i like houston at 12 here above a baylor team they beat and above a cincinnati team that they actually lost to i know you're probably looking at the graphic right now and there are two houston's lists listed oops sorry uh i'm, I'm gonna go with houston at 12 cincinnati at 13 and the, you may be shocked that i didn't put baylor at 13 instead of cincinnati remember baylor got a win on the road but i think if they played today Baylor's going to struggle, going to struggle against anybody in the conference. And Cincinnati at 13, they're doing pretty well in the transfer portal, actually. Now they're one of the teams that needed to. They're going to have to have positive attrition. When you suck that bad, I have a, I have a not a strategy, but a, a mantra. When you suck that bad, 
you, you, you kind of can't hurt yourself with more transfers. You're really like, there's no way to go down. There's no way to get worse than what Cincinnati was last year. So you, you might as well just attack the portal and, and see where it gets you. They've done that to an extent. So I don't, I'm not a Scott Satterfield believer. I think this was his last year in the league, but I've got, I got Cincinnati at 13 and then Baylor at 14. The reason Baylor's at 14, the bottom team in the big 12 power rankings to finish off uh, recruiting momentum is not great. They're in the bottom third. They're the bottom, uh, like, 60s, they're in the 60s of of the high school ranks this pla- this past offseason. Uh, the portal is at 37. They used the number 23 portal class in America last year to go 3-9. and nine. So what are they going to do with a 37th ranked portal class? I don't know. Uh, I just think they're the team that they're irate eight. You know, they, they're the ones that were supposed to be experienced and ready to compete in the new Big 12, and they couldn't do it. They lost to Houston. Uh, that's not good. That's not going to cut it. Baylor is at 14. One, Texas. Two, Oklahoma State. Three, West Virginia. Four, Kansas State. Five, a disappointment from Oklahoma. At six, Kansas. Seven, Texas Tech. Eight, Iowa State. Nine, UCF. 10 TCU, and then really the back half. 11 BYU, 12 Houston, 13 Cincinnati, and 14 Baylor. You'll notice that three of those four are new Big 12 teams. Coming up, let's recap last night in hoops. Super Tuesday. Let's do it on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, today's show is brought to you kind folks by our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is where I go to hire an intern every single semester. This semester, Baylor's not doing it, and I'm moving across the country. It's the first little hint that I've been able to give you there. I'm moving across the country as we speak. I'm currently in Valonia, Arkansas, packing up to do it. And I still need, I need, I need an intern now more than ever. So I'm using LinkedIn.com forward slash locked on college to post my job for free. If you want more information, email drake.c.toll at gmail.com. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire quality candidates, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. And LinkedIn knows that small businesses need help. So they give you a ton of resources. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Folks, keep in mind, terms and conditions do apply. Big 12 basketball referees stink. That applied yesterday. It applies today. It'll apply Saturday and Monday. And every day after that, they are bad. Let's start Super Tuesday there. Cincinnati got screwed. End of the game. This is different than TCU where there was a minute to go. And TCU had a chance to win it still against Kansas on a bad call, flagrant call. You all remember that from Saturday. Well, in this in this situation, Texas walks. Pretty obviously walks. And then hits a game winner to beat Cincinnati. In that The officials took the game out of Cincinnati's hands, gave Texas an extra step, and UT wins at Cincinnati. Is there an asterisk beside it? No, the referees are bad for everyone. The referees screwed BYU. The referees also screwed Baylor. The referees screwed West Virginia and Kansas State and made that game almost unwatchable. I hate watching Big 12 basketball officials ruin Big 12 basketball. That's going to apply all year. Best conference in America that is ruined by bad officiating. And you know what's crazy? Can I kind of be like, can somebody be like, well, every conference says it has bad officials. I don't remember two weeks ago complaining too much. I mean, I was watching a lot of college basketball then, and most of the neutral games that I watched was fine. Now we're having monumental calls or missed calls that are deciding games or just making them not very fun. That applies to the Big 12 
a lot. Why, how are these officials good two weeks ago in the regular in the, in the non-conference regular games? And now they're bad because they're Big 12 refs. The Big 12 refs are bad. Houston, welcome to the Big 12. Huh? You went on the road against an unranked team. Ah, it's going to be easy work. Iowa State, huh? You were held to 53 points. What's great? Your defense. What's not great? I guess your offense. But Iowa State, according to shot quality, is number one in America in defense. Welcome to the Big 12. You don't get to play East Carolina on the road anymore. You have to go play at Iowa State. And guess what? 57 to 53. If you're not going to be able to show up with more offense than that, you're going to lose a lot of Big 12 basketball games. Didn't you get to go on the road against TCU, who's dangerous? And Texas Tech's already won on the road against Texas. Then you get UCF at home. Easier. At BYU, those guys can shoot or at least claimed they could shoot. Houston loses. I'm not, it's not like a ha thing. I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm rooting against Houston actively. Though Houston fans have been cockier than most fan bases in saying that their team is the best team in the Big 12 and they're going to dominate and it's going to be fine. And I, and I know it's, that's not every Houston fan, but I've, I've had enough of the comment section back. Houston's not getting enough respect of this show. All right. I just figured something like this would happen and it did. BYU, I, I tweeted this out. I deleted the tweet because I have to explain it. I have to unpack it. You cannot live and die by the three. And somebody's like, oh, well, BYU didn't live and die by the three in this game. And I, I could see how you got to that conclusion. I could see that because Baylor shot about the same amount of three-pointers as BYU did. It's not like one team was just jacking them up. BYU went nine for 24. The problem is BYU doesn't have a ton of scoring outside of the three-pointer. BYU doesn't have a ton of options outside of that. Even when they went, even when they shoot 49%, make 26 field goals, it never felt like BYU got into an offensive rhythm. And then the defense is not good enough to compete for a Big 12 championship. I I just, I think BYU's turning around, looking around, going, oh, we were really good at shooting the three-pointers, and that was like a thing we could lean on, but now that we can't, I don't, what do we do? What do we do? It's going to take some time to figure that out. I think BYU is going to take some time to figure that out. Uh, 81-72, the final BYU is up at six, up by six at halftime against Baylor. Hate the camera angle. Almost as much as the officiating, which made it unwatch this game unwatchable in the last four minutes. Hate the camera angle. I can't look at the top of players' heads. And then the Baylor's on offense, the last couple of possessions. I think it was Langston Love hits a big three. And I'm waiting to see that. I want to see the crowd's reaction. If you watch this game, you saw it. The camera's so darn zoomed in. All you can see is the first row of seats, and the seats are empty. It's the parents' section, the bright yellow empty seats where the parents are supposed to sit, and nobody's there. I don't know. This game just made me upset. BYU, again, 12 and three. You're, I mean, when you got coaches that are slamming water bottles into your own radio team's face, here's what I did like about BYU. This was not like I've been there. I've been a Provo. You knew that. And I've seen, I've seen BYU do stuff. It's usually pretty buttoned up and nice and kind. This was not a very kind basketball team. This basketball team had some moxie. It had an edge. It was frustrating. It frustrated Baylor fans. They're like, oh, these dudes are punks, and that I like. I think if the rest of the conference looks at BYU and says, these dudes are punks, that's kind of cool. I know it's, you know, may not fit the brand. I think it's kind of cool. Because then, 
It's not even like punk isn't derogatory. You have moxie. You have swagger. You made Baylor fans not like BYU. You're creating rivalries by having an edge, even in a game that you lose. I think that's a good thing. And I'm glad that we didn't see this perceived notion that BYU is just sit on their hands, be nice, be sweet. Who cares? We just, at the end of the day, don't care about winning as much as we do uh, this higher, bigger mission. And I know that that's, that's probably the case, underlying case, but BYU still was frustrating. And I like that. Uh, I've outscored 48 to 33 in the second half. That's bad. Cincinnati, nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts. You got screwed. I can't, you know, uh, they played well. I guess Texas is good or whatever. I don't believe it. The West Virginia, you and Oklahoma State are going to have to figure out the coaching situation, man. I don't know what to do with West Virginia. Can you be good? Is there a way to salvage this season? I don't think so. And that sucks. I, it just sucks that you have to go through this because I think West Virginia basketball fans are some of the best fans in the Big 12. And that's like West Virginia. It is the thing. What is the one thing to do in West Virginia? It's college sports. And growing up in Arkansas, it was like that for me. And I respect and appreciate when that is the aura around a program. And it's what it is at West Virginia. And I hate that you have to lose like this. Uh, it makes me sad. Sorry, West Virginia. You'll get it. You'll find your way. Or yeah, I guess, hopefully. 81-67. Kansas State's good. Kansas State's good. Referees made this game unwatchable. What is new? Texas Tech over Oklahoma State. What a lock of the day. 90-73, though. Didn't see that coming. 90 points for Oklahoma State. You gave him 90 points. I like Grant McCaslin. He's 2-0 in Big 12 play. Look at that. Jerome Tang, 2-0. Grant McCaslin, 2-0. Scott Drew 2-0. Talk about the Baylor tree, the Scott Drew tree that's taken over the Big 12. I think Oklahoma State should just hire John Jacobs or Alvin Brooks III or some other bench coach for Baylor. Everybody should hire Baylor assistants so they can start winning 6-0 combined record for Baylor assistants or Baylor Scott Drew coaching tree guys in conference play. Uh, at 90-73, very impressed with the Tech offense. I think it's a Tech team. It's going to be a little more dangerous than everybody else thought. 13-2 is good. Rank them, you cowards. Rank them. Kansas State's crawling back toward the rankings as well. Cincinnati hurt their shot with a loss to Texas. Texas will stay in the rankings. Ugh. Uh, Baylor will move up at 14. I think BYU eventually will leave the rankings. And Iowa State should make it back in. I think the Big 12 could make a legitimate case for six or seven ranked teams. Uh, not six or seven. Eight. Eight ranked teams. Yep, that's right. I know it's a nuts number. It's a nuts number, but they can make a case for eight of them. That's the case that I'm going to make is that we should get eight. Uh, then today, Kansas at UCF and Oklahoma TCU, which are another two ranked teams. That's okay. Kansas one, Oklahoma's two, Houston three, BYU four, Baylor five, Texas six. Yeah. Yeah. Eight teams is reasonable. Come on, man. Two more. <laughs> Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State, somebody, right? Come on. Super Tuesday was super. It was fun. I just hate that whooping refs, man. Gosh. Coming up, the NCAA 14 video game or 25 video, whatever it is, 24, whatever it is, is coming out or is it not? You've been lied to by a lot of people. This is Locked On Big 12, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the first place I go when I want to make money. Last night, I had a parlay. LSU money line. They were playing Vanderbilt. Auburn money line at home against Texas A&M and Texas Tech money line. They were at home against Oklahoma State. That was plus 109. So $100 and win you $109. And guess what I did? I went to FanDuel and said, here's my $100. And FanDuel said, here's $109. Let's start making back the money that we lost. The money that we lost. 
on Washington. So today, FanDuel, I mean, there's no time there. You can't wait. There's no reason to waiting. NFL season is wrapped up. The regular season, that is. The playoffs are here. And you can bet on them. 150 bucks in bonus bets guarantee when you place a $5 money line bet. 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Live, live same game parlays. Find best bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and more. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. So you're fired up about the new NCAA video game, right? The EA Sports 2024, 25, whatever they want to call it. And then last night, can I give you some context here? So this is a topic I don't usually throw in here for Locked On Big 12, but all 16 new Big 12 teams should be featured in the NCAA video game. So it is applicable. And I actually got pretty fired up about this. And you may be wondering, I'm out of the loop. I know it was trending on Twitter, but what's going on? Let me give you the rundown of what I know. I know that a lot of people have lied to you. Or that a lot of people have been lied to and reported those lies. Even 24-7. I was like, you know what, guys? I think they might hint at it at National Championship Night. What, what a lot of people have done is, is take a big pile of goo and throw it. Look, they've taken a big pile of goo and they've thrown it against the wall. Just see if it sticks. And it, it reminds me a lot of like Bill Belichick. When people are like, oh, yeah, Bill Belichick's done in New England. He's, he's going he's gonna to be fired at the end of the season. That's like me saying middle of this last season, oh, yeah, Dana Holgerson's going to get fired at Houston. I didn't have a source. It was just kind of something that seemed obvious. feels like most people have done that with the EA Sports video game. A lot of these accounts have come out and be like, oh, I have new information. And you actually you click on the video, which is usually clickbait. You watch the video and you're like, oh, that's weird. There wasn't really a whole lot of new information about the NCAA sports video game. I didn't get anything out of that. I just got that. Oh, NC, the EA has said they're going to announce it. They haven't posted anything on Twitter in years at this point, And I have waited. Can I paint you a picture for a second? Like close your eyes. And it was Brad Nestler and Kirk Curb Street. And just here come the Huskies. And they'd run out of the tunnel and it's the national championship. Or you're playing as Toledo and you're the offensive coordinator. You're trying to work your way up the ranks in college football. Or you invented this player and his name is Beef. Mine was Beef. O'Brady, a uh, last name O'Brady, first name Beef. The guy was a stud, played running back at Wisconsin. He was six foot eleven and like three hundred and fifty pounds. I made him as large as possible with every accessory there was in the book. He rushed for fifty five touchdowns per season and won four Heisman trophies. How nuts is that? That was the beauty of being young and playing NCAA. And I actually bought a console. I bought an Xbox 360 about four years ago so that I could pl- I bought the game for $200 so I could play it again. And then the, the game plummeted. The prices for the game plummeted because there's going to be a new game. And guess what? A lot of people have kind of lied to us. We've heard a lot of things that aren't real about when NCAA 24 or whatever it's going to be called is coming out. So here's my word to you. Here's my update for you. I don't. I don't know if EA had to put anything out, but it's kind of it's kind of a a good PR move if they don't. Bear with me here. Bear with me. If you also care about playing as Texas Tech, I would always use their offense, by the way, when I played back in the day. They had a great, a great air raid offense. When you, if you miss playing as BYU in the NCAA video games, you're just like me, and that was a part of your childhood or just a part of you in general. I think I have good news. I think I've deduced what could call me a conspiracy conspiracy theorist. Give me the hat, the tinfoil hat. But the best PR that EA could have gotten yesterday is not saying a word, not posting a thing, not mentioning it at all, not doing a commercial during the national championship game and getting everybody talking about it. In the middle of the national championship, there were like two things trending, even more than Michigan and Washington. It was Tom Crean, Tom Crean, the basketball coach, 
and EA Sports NCAA football games. Everyone was talking about how for months these rogue YouTubers have promised these guys who I don't even know if they're connected have promised us that, oh, this game's going to have this feature and this feature. And they're going to now they're going to do some sort of trailer, maybe not a gameplay trailer, whatever that means, but they're going to do some sort of. Tra- I don't. Is it just me or is the YouTube algorithm shoving this NCAA stuff down your throat? Like the, the YouTube algorithm is demanding that I know everything there is to know from every rogue YouTuber about this game and what it's going to look like. I've watched so many videos I didn't want to watch, but the eighth time that it pops up, the thumbnail pops up on my YouTube, like, you know what? Fine. What does this guy have to say? And it's usually a whole lot of like a 20 minute video where I learn nothing. And they all told me that we get something. I shouldn't even know the, I shouldn't know what the term gameplay trailer even means. I didn't until this all started to happen. This is overtaking my life. That's why I'm bringing it to you. I'm ranting a bit. You get to be, you get to be my therapist right now, where I spew onto you and you help me. Because I have gotten wrapped up in this world of the NCAA video games. And yesterday, two days ago, whenever it was, the national championship, I didn't get a commercial. And I felt like I was entitled to one. But maybe EA is smart. Maybe. EA did the thing that would get everybody talking. If they did a commercial, it would have been cool. Folks would have talked about it. But now even I here on Locked On Big 12 and making a segment about it because I'm so like I can't escape it at this point. And maybe that's the best PR they could have asked for was not doing a thing. I don't know. I remember that one time they were going to release it last year. They told us they told us, hey, we're pushing it back a year. That probably wasn't a fun conversation to have. Probably, you know, when the guy walked in, I was like, boss, we're not going to have it ready. We should tell the public that we're not going to have it ready. That probably sucked for them. And I'm assuming if it's not going to be ready again, they would have done that. I am still confident. I'm still a believer that if you like college football, and one of the things you like about college football is the NCAA video games that used to be great 10 years ago. It's been 10 years. I'm a believer if you're in that camp that you can rest easy because it's still going to come out this summer. I just told you basically the same thing that every other YouTuber has told you. I wanted to rant about the other YouTubers. But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be okay. I think they're, I am calling it right now, January, the, my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Landon, January 10th, Wednesday, at whatever time you're listening to this, that EA Sports is coming out in the video game this summer, likely in July. Yep. That's I'm calling it. That's what I'm going to guess. I'm going to hope for the best, too. Everybody else out there, they're going to keep making stuff up, but I'm going to tell you what I know. And what I know is common sense. And I think the common sense thing is that was a great PR move. They're still going to come out with it. Otherwise, they would have told us again that it's pushed back. Why wouldn't they? They already did it once. <sighs> I got fired up. Tomorrow, let's do the way too early Big 12. Let's do the way too early Big 12, 2024 Big 12 power rankings. Maybe I'll get the logos and names right. This has been It Always Will Be Blocked On. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. No se grande. 